$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Saturday morning, which can only mean we're talking National Football League Week 3. What's going on, Sex Panther? Oh my god, you know, at, at this point of the year, with, with doing so poorly as I am in baseball, I, I just look forward to football. I get to do college on Thursdays with Zebra, and then I get to do the NFL with like my, my new twin brother. We were sitting here talking some Notre Dame, but we get to talk NFL today. What's going on, Philly the Kid? Hey man, you know, Notre Dame is a real depressing topic this year, so I'm, I'm happy to escape into some NFL Hasn't been a, a very easy ride for me so far. So looking to turn it around. Let's get it done. Do you feel like this is typical or atypical for you, Phil? Um, it's <laughs> it's it's certainly not not this bad. I'm I'm about a break even guy in mm-hmm. the NFL. I, I make my hay on Saturdays uh, in the NFL or in the uh, in college, college football usually. Yeah. So okay. um, the NFL is generally just fun bets. So uh, hopefully it's a little more fun this weekend. <laughs> hopefully. All right. Um, I know you, you and Kyle bet the whole board yesterday. Yeah, it's very difficult. Hate yeah. doing that. But I, yeah, yeah. We're, that, we're not doing that here. We're making the bets we like the most, not just forcing ourselves to bet every single game. So, Sex Panther, where are we starting? We are starting in Nashville, Tennessee. Las Vegas Raiders are coming to town, and there's two teams that have got to be kind of disappointed with their start to the season. So Tennessee... There's one player that I think we didn't re- well, really kind of one and a half, two players. The loss of AJ Brown and maybe to a smaller degree, the loss of Julio Jones. 
has completely castrated that offense. Tannehill's got nowhere to throw, and because he has nowhere to throw, uh, it's affected Derrick Henry. The rushing game is only averaging 86.5 yards per game. This offense has struggled. Now, they're struggling against Buffalo, and that defense, I don't read too much into that, but they struggled against the Giants, who are just, you know, maybe Giants. Undefeated Giants, yeah. Let me go put some spec on that name. <laughs> uh, but but uh, still, I think that's a game they thought they would at least win. But uh, I'm also putting an asterisk on anything that happens in week one. Like week one, I just kind of, who'd you play? Who'd you start? What'd you do in the preseason? Because season doesn't matter. Uh, the Raiders, on the other hand, I mean, they're 0-2, but they could easily be 2-0. They just can't finish games, and part of that has to do with the defense being able to close out. That that loss to Arizona, I don't know if that could be any uglier. They were up two touchdowns and two, I mean, 16 points with nine minutes left. They managed to get that into overtime, and then a fumble six ends it. Like, everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Raiders. I, you just even things out on the playing field here. I think the Raiders have more talent. I think the Raiders' defense can rebound. Statistically, the Raiders' defense has been better than the, the Titans. So I think this is probably a panic game for the Titans and a get-right game for the Raiders. I'm going to – I think this is a close game. This is going to be a battle. I couldn't even lay the two. I'm actually money-lining the Raiders here at minus 130, unless Ooh. you find me better. But I'm money-lining the Raiders. Yeah, that's the same the same way that I went about this game. And this is a game I actually do like. Um, the only thing that worries me is this is like a West Coast team coming east, playing in the, the early time slot. So um, hopefully the Raiders get out of the gate strong and they're, they're not sleepwalking through the first half. But I also like the money line here with the Raiders. And that was my play on the show. Oh, right. Got you in. Uh, what, Panther, what was your line? I saw minus one thirty. I can get you minus one twenty eight. We we'll save you, save you two cents. Gents, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Thanks for two cents. All right, uh, yeah, boy, man, uh, what what do we make of this here? Tennessee, number one seed, Tennessee last season, just completely falling apart. I know everybody on the network is high on the Raiders, but me. Uh, God, what, is one of these teams? If they, whoever loses their season, is it over? Three games in, is it over? Could, could the Raiders, if they go 0-3, could they dig themselves out of it in the AFC West? Oh, and then they might not be able to dig themselves out of the a wild card situation. Tennessee, because of their division, could actually go 0-3 and, and, and still, still win the division. <laughs> I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, with all that being said, give me the road dog here, or the home, the home dog here. I love the Titans, plus 2.5. I don't think much of the Raiders... Carr has really got to turn things around quick. He's not looked great. He's not looked sharp. I know they lost an ugly game. A Panther, I think you said, show me an uglier performance. I think uh, Baltimore is raising their hand right now. I'll put 50 <laughs> bucks on the Titans. That one still hurts. <laughs> I'm going to get to Baltimore here in a minute. Uh, let's, start, let's start with the next game. It's going to be the Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I suppose we're kind of nonchalantly referencing the Baltimore Ravens here because Miami was the team that had that incredible who saw that coming comeback six touchdown performance from Tua Tagovailoa. The questions now start to become: Does Miami have their franchise? Do they have the quarterback? I think you know he was thrown under the bus last year because he had a coach that 
pretty much threw him under the bus. You know, when you're blatantly coming right out and saying, I don't want you, I don't want to play you, here I'm trying to get Deshaun Watson, that's got to really mess with your mind, mess with your morale. This Miami team has really shown us something through the first two games um, and, and no quit against a Baltimore team that they were getting absolutely pounded by. Now they're going against a Buffalo team that has been doing the pounding. I mean, they they have not really even looked that challenged. They look phenomenal on both sides of the ball. They're healthy. Josh Allen looks like he's an MVP candidate this year. The defense, my God, 66 yards per game is all they're giving up on the ground. Miami doesn't particularly care to run it anyway, but uh, this is going to be an aerial show from both teams. I just don't think against that defense, Miami falls three, four touchdowns behind again, you're not coming back this time. I think the Bills take it to 3-0, and and they cover the five. I'm on the Bills. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I can see why, you're, why you would go that way. Uh, but I'm going to take the Dolphins here on the, with the five and a half, and this is a game I like as well. Um, the, the Bills have some problems on, on defense with injuries. Uh, Dane Jackson's out. Micah Hyde's out. Jordan Phillips, the defensive tackle, he's out. Ed Oliver's out. Um, so that that really weakens the Bills' strength. I think Tua can do enough with you know Jalen Waddle and and Tyreek Hill that to you know to pick apart this 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 defense that is not um, what we've seen in the first two weeks. So give me the Dolphins. Give me the five and a half. Five and a half. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. This is a this might be the hardest game because everything is telling me to take the uh, <clears throat> take the Dolphins plus the points. But goddamn, Buffalo looks so good. Goddamn, they look like, I mean, just pencil them in for the Super Bowl already. Whew, it's, it's incredible. I'm going to lean Miami right now. Keep an eye on this. Um, see what happens Sunday morning. It may change my mind. Well, I hope you're right about that Super Bowl thing, because uh, that, that's my biggest, my biggest uh, you know, preseason prop is, is on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> to win the Super Bowl? Okay, well, I don't win know about Bowl, that. Yeah. I don't know. I ain't seen anything in the NFC. The Eagles, maybe. (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm worried about the Eagles. (laughs) 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 All right, next game up for me. We'll talk about the other half of that um, miracle in Miami last week. Uh, Baltimore is going to New England. Listen, Baltimore's one and one. You can make the argument that they should be two and zero, could be two and zero, but they've not been impressive, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. They've given up 473 yards per game, 389 in the air. This is a defense that's getting absolutely shredded. Even when they beat the Jets 24 to nine, statistically they lost that game. They won it on the scoreboard, but the Jets, Joe Flacco was throwing the ball on that defense. Now you come to New England, and I don't, who the fuck is a quarterback? Is Mac Jones playing? I thought he was. I haven't heard anything different. I believe Mac Jones is playing here. Um, so I knew he coming. He he had been nursing some injuries. Mac Jones is not going to throw for three hundred eighty nine yards right now through the through the season. They're averaging two hundred thirty two yards. Through the air, uh, Belichick likes to get his running game and keep things balanced. He likes to do the little chinky swing passes. I don't think that's enough to to keep, beat a Baltimore team that essentially can score at will. Even when a play breaks down, Lamar Jackson is extremely dangerous with his legs. Um, they got him some more wideouts. Uh, Bateman's having a great season so far. 
I, I don't think the Patriots have the offense to keep up with the Ravens. I think Baltimore wins this and wins it running away. Uh, so give me a unit on Baltimore. Yeah, again, we agree. Uh, this this <laughs> is a play that I, I like as well, and I'll, I'll be playing it. Uh, the Ravens minus two and a half. Man, last week was was tough to watch on, on that, you know, holding that Ravens ticket that I had. But I think they they tighten things up. Coach Harbaugh is going to going to be preaching defense uh, this week. And I think that that their offense is just too, too much for the uh, the Patriots. That That's not a strength of that of that team. That that unit is not very good. So give me the Ravens at the two and a half. All right. I mean, yeah, the Patriots. Mac Jones looks bad. Just does not look good. He does not look good at all. He started off last season looking okay, but he's, I don't know if he's gotten much better since then. He's kind of just treading water, maybe a little bit worse. It's, it's tough to say. The Patriots have a, just an ugly defense, just not a very good defense. And they're only plus two and a half at home against the Ravens. I love this. I love it. Give me New England, baby. 50 bucks. It does smell. I, I admittedly, mm-hmm. that two and a half does stink. <laughs> two and a half always stinks. Uh, next game up for me, we're going to take a look at Jacksonville, East Coast to West Coast. They're going out to L.A. to take on the Chargers. You know, look at the early part of the schedule, the first two games they played. Jacksonville played Washington really tough, and then they smacked the Colts. And I'm, I'm going to address the Colts here in a minute. But th- that is not a weak schedule, but not a formidable schedule. Chargers have started the season with the Raiders and then at Kansas City. Beat the Raiders, and at Kansas City, they lost by three on a Thursday night, you know, short weeks, you know how much I love those. But they were in that game, and Josh Herbert has been playing out of his mind almost to the tune that they forgot, hey, this Austin Eckler guy can run the ball. We don't have to just use him as a wide receiver. He can run the ball. And so at that point, the Chargers are only averaging 75 yards on the ground. I'd like to see them tick that number up a little bit uh, and, and balance out that offense. But when you look at both these defenses, both of them have stout rush defenses. Jacksonville's only given up 69 yards a game. Chargers are giving up 78 yards per game. So you don't really run. You have to do most of your damage through the air. And if that's going to be the case, like Trevor Lawrence is, is improved. Everything had to improve in Jacksonville once they got rid of Urban Meyer, right? <laughs> uh, so we got Doug Peterson there. I think he was probably the right guy for the job. He fixed the running back um confusion they got james robinson now is the bell cow they're using ntn as more of a slash kind of player and playing him all over the place so i like what's going on in jacksonville i just don't think they're there yet i think the chargers are legitimate playoff contenders maybe even super bowl contenders jacksonville's not the three points another line that just seems a little off because i think the chargers are are far better than three points better than jacksonville particularly at home but hey maybe the jaguars fans travel because we know nobody will show up in charger gear so uh, i'm on la here give me the chargers for one unit yeah agreed um this is another game that that i feel pretty good about actually betting um you know there's a lot of mystery surrounding whether Herbert's going to play or not. And that's, I think why we saw this line open at 10 and then Plot. now it's three. Jeez. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the discount here on the chargers and grab that three um, reason being, you know, at that number, I don't care if, if Herbert plays, it'd be a bonus if he did, but I think chase Daniel is, you know, he's a veteran uh, backup quarterback. He's From been Missouri. in the league 13. Yeah. Sure. Expectations. 
but you know he's been in the league 13 years he's worked with doug peterson before in philadelphia um and then it kind of fits our our narrative of of betting on a backup quarterback in the the first start um you know the simplified game plan um just streamlining the offense I think the Chargers can get it done with or without Herbert, especially at the three. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to lean the Chargers with you guys. Not a bet I wanted to make, but I agree. I, I wonder if it, the, the nine is actually, even with uh, their backup quarterback, more representative of what it should be. And this is just panicked, uh, panicked line movement. So, yeah, I'll lean the Chargers with you guys. All right, one more game for me. I'm sure this is going to elicit a lot of discussion from both of you guys. We're going to take a look at... The Kansas City Chiefs to my state taking on the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. And I will start with the Colts. I mean, if any, about the only thing that's gone right so far is they didn't lose the Houston. They should have lost that game. They, statistically, they won it, but this Colts team cannot get out of their own way. And, and I think at this point, it's fair to point finger at Frank Wright. Um, They've had this revolving door of quarterbacks that has not worked. I hope after this Matt Ryan experiment, they're done with it and they go draft a quarterback. I don't give a shit if it's a fourth or fifth round. You don't have to have one of the top five guys. You just have to have somebody that's young and you can build around. I, I dare I say, Phil, they'd be better off with Carson Wentz right oh, now just because they can build around. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I, 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 this Colts team. So here, here's. One, they look like shit coming out of the gate this year. But two, they did this last year. They look so unprepared coming out of preseason. They got killed last year in the first four games. They they struggled before they started to get things right. Without their ability to elicit much of a successful passing game, you're not getting much out of Jonathan Taylor. He's not been exactly stellar in the first couple games. Now you're going against a Chiefs team that's had 10 days to prepare. Andy Reid is phenomenal when you give him extra time. They're battle-tested. They've gone against, you know, two pretty damn good teams in Arizona and the Chargers. Um, eh, eh, look, I, eh. I get where the Colts, I don't be, yeah, I know you hate Arizona and the Chargers. <laughs> I, I, I think the Colts perform better. I don't think they're anywhere close to the league of Kansas City. Kansas City, so far, is the only team I've seen that's going to go toe-to-toe with the Buffalo Bills. Kansas City should win this by more than a touchdown. Five and a half feels like a discount. I'm jumping on the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the smart way to play it. And, um, you know, on on out of bounds, I bet the Colts money line uh, for a half unit, I think it was plus 260 or 240 or something like that. But this is, this is tough. I mean, the, the Colts haven't given, you know, fans, you know, like me, anything to write home about. You know, you have arguably the best running back in the league. And, you know, you handed it off to him nine times last week in a shutout. Um, Frank Reich was, you know, one of Andy Reid's assistants. So hopefully he can get inside the mind of Andy Reid a little bit this week and game plan something better than, than the product we've seen so far. In the NFL, you know, I, I've learned that sometimes you just have to throw out what you've seen so far and go with your gut. I think maybe the Colts will, will turn it around, keep this thing competitive. And I don't mind holding a, a, a big plus line ticket. I, I, I like that play. I love the balls on that play. Colts, uh, Colts money line. This is it. This is the play of the day in my mind. I love the Colts plus uh, plus six here. I do think they keep it close. Uh, win, I don't know. But keep it close. I think they will because, you know, just 
I think Frank Wright's got everybody's attention right now after getting shut out. Put, uh, I'm putting 50 bucks on the Colts plus the six points. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. You have me, I have those at five and a half, right? Caesar's had a five and a half. Yeah, you've got five and a half, minus five and a half for six. Yep. Those are my plays. Don't worry about me line chopping, man. You don't have to worry about me line chopping. Just. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Uh, We are going. Scroll down a little bit and see if I can find it. Of course, I can't. Oh, there we go. There we go. The Bengals are playing the Jets. The Bungle. The Bungles are back, man. Yeah, it's been a tough road for Cincinnati. They have not looked good. They have not looked good at all. And they're a road favorite, minus six. Are you kidding me? Uh, we, 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 we may not think much of the Jets, but they are actually trying to win games over there in New York. So I like it. Give me the Jets plus six for 50 bucks. I gave this game a look. I I think the mailing it in on the Bengals is a little premature. They've they've lost two heartbreaking games by a field goal. Uh, they destroyed Pittsburgh as far as stats go, but God, they can't get out of their way with turnovers and sacks. Sacks are still a problem. We're still waiting for this new revamped offensive line to find their symmetry and give Joe Burrow the time he needs because apparently he wants more time. He's holding on to the ball too long. So part of those sacks are on Joe Burrow. Um, you know, but Joe Flacco, like Zach Wilson might not get his job back. That Joe Flacco's actually been playing really well <laughs> for this Jets team. I, I talked about how statistically they outplayed Baltimore in week one came back and get that game against Cleveland in week two. I like the Bengals for the win, but the way they're playing and the way the jets are playing, I did feel like six might be too many. You're getting a home team plus the six. I think that's where I would lean, lean New York with those points. Can't argue here. I mean, Joe Flacco, we're talking about the, the guy that is third in the league in passing yards <laughs> with five TDs and only one interception. I mean, this Jets team is, is fun to watch. They, they don't give up. They're kind of spunky. I mean, they'll, they'll stay in it. So whether they win it outright, I have no idea. But the six, um, you know, seems like the safe play. Why not? Let's do it. Let's go Jets. Right. I love it. I love it. I've got one more to talk about today. Uh, we're going down here to an afternoon game. Rams are going to Arizona. Boy, I want one week where I'm not betting Arizona, but it's not happening this week. Um, man, the Rams minus three, three and a half on the road. 
the Rams have looked a little suspect, just a little suspect to start the season. And not like Arizona has been looking uh, amazing by any stretch. They got humiliated by the Chiefs. They should have lost to the Raiders, but they didn't. Uh, but three and a half. I like this odd little number in a divisional matchup. Give me the Cardinals for 50 bucks. Well, Arizona might be what the Rams need to, um, you know, get their offensive rhythm down because this Arizona defense has been absolutely abysmal, giving up 410 yards per game. You know, the Chiefs, you you would think, oh, the Chiefs inflated that, but the Raiders kind of had their way with them until, you know, for, what, uh, 51 minutes <laughs> of the game. Um, yeah, you, you take – it's easy to look at that Raider game like, oh, that's a big win for the Cardinals. But no, they, they lost that game. It, they, they won on the scoreboard, <laughs> but they were getting destroyed in that game. I don't think feel like the Rams have that kind of explosiveness. The Rams got Cooper Cup easily, easily. Top two wide receiver in the league. Love Cooper Cup. But I just don't get that same explosive opportunity vibe out of this Rams team they're more of a let's take the ball the sustainable drives they run the ball well Stafford gets the ball out and you know they take up eight or nine minutes and you know end up scoring 28 points at the end of the day I think the Rams can go in there and win but three and a half Arizona plays everybody tough except week one against Chiefs but they generally at home they're going to play everybody tough I think I'm leaning Arizona here just because of the three and a half points yeah, I, I hate the line, and you know, on out of bounds, I play the Rams money line just because I, I, you know, I think they win, whether they cover or not. I have no idea. Kyler Murray is a headache, and <laughs> you know, I, I think he's dumb as a box of rocks, and uh, but his just his athletic talent is elite. Uh, he is so fast and so elusive, tough to tackle. I mean, he he beat the Raiders all by themselves last week. You know, extending plays. And just being a thorn in the in the side of the defender. So, I mean, how many times did Max Crosby have him wrapped up, and you know, for like a game-ending sack? So, I do think that McVay can can game plan and scheme a win here. Whether they cover, I have no idea. So, I'm on the money line with the Rams if I had to play it. Okay, if you had to play it, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. What what do we make of Stafford right now? Is this a uh... A little bit of Detroit kind of bleeding through him right now. He's not looked sharp. He's not looked great. Uh, I'm looking at the next-gen stats uh, for their their quarterback ratings. Stafford sits sandwiched between Davis Mills and Marcus Mariota. Um, no, I wouldn't throw the I wouldn't throw shade at you know his years in Detroit. He put up some fat numbers in Detroit. I, I think it's the injury. He they've really covered up you know his shoulder and and. It, him not playing in the preseason and I, th I think they've been really hush hush and there's probably more going on I think he's still ailing with that arm and that's uh, to me that's probably part of the concern here with Stafford yeah I mean I, I agree with you um, there's probably something more to the injury than than what we see we saw it last week with Jameis Winston you know the, the news came out an hour before the game that he had four broken ribs and it's like oh well you know why why does Jameis suck today? Well, he has four broken ribs. So <laughs> who, who knows the seriousness of the injury that he's dealing with? But he's a warrior. I mean, he's he's one of the toughest guys in the league. So you can't hats take off him to out. you. Yeah, I, I mean, just the, the guy. Him out. He ain't coming it, out. <laughs> yes, you you would you would have to to put him in a net and pull him off. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's all on Stafford, and I, I think we'll see him get better as that you know as that injury heals. All right, Phil. Was there any games you wanted to bring our attention to, or lines you hate? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm my favorite play of the week. Yeah, 
I'm on the 49ers money line here, uh, heading to the Denver Broncos. Doesn't this kind of contradict your system? Don't care about the system. Okay, okay. Don't don't care about the system on this one. Because I I think Jimmy G should have been starting, um, you know, to begin the year. And I I think they're they're two and oh if he does. You know, I said in the the Discord as soon as Trey Lance went down that this team is now a Super Bowl contender. I think the team just got so much better in the short run, um, you know, having Jimmy G lead the squad. And it looked like, you know, by the the players' reactions that they love having Jimmy on the field as well. I think now opponents will have to respect the throw game of the Niners. I don't think that was, um, you know, anything that that opponents gave a second thought. Um, so I really, really like the Niners against this struggling, sputtering Broncos team. And you can count on the the, the Broncos coach to make a, a few boneheaded, <laughs> head-scratching calls, uh, especially in a, a game line this close. So I love the 49ers on the money line this weekend. That will probably be a true two-unit play out of Phil's bankroll. I don't hate it at all. Plus, the 49ers coaching staff and the defense is going to be very familiar with Russell Wilson, no matter what color jersey he's wearing. Uh, Russ has not looked good. Um, you know, he only managed 16 points against a Houston Texans defense that's not exactly elite. Um, lost at at Seattle and in a game that he really should have been up for. I mean, this is a team that's only averaging 16 points per game, even against a San Francisco team who I don't consider offensively elite or explosive. They're strong. They're steady. They're much like everything I said about the Rams, like that they run really well. Jeff Wilson's been an absolute monster for them. And with Garoppolo, I dismiss week one. Week one against Chicago is almost like it didn't even happen because anything can happen in a damn monsoon. Um, So I don't know if Garoppolo would have made much of a difference when you're playing in a hurricane. But um, against Seattle, we saw how much better. and, And mindset matters. And if the players feel better and like having Garoppolo, um, then I, this 49er team has become a real danger and a real thorn in everybody's side. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'm leaning the Broncos in this one just because. Because of course you are. Yeah, because yeah, I'm just that's a contrarian. I'm just a contrarian. Yeah, that's that's how I do. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to bet it. But man, Denver's almost comp. I mean, did you see the game Sunday, last Sunday? Yes. Have you ever heard a crowd chanting down the play clock just so they don't get a delay game? unbelievable right i mean i've never seen that, that in an nfl game maybe on the road in like college football or something maybe but you know to to rattle your your opponents but that that is nuts for the for the home team to do it mm-hmm. there's problems in denver <laughs> yeah there's real problems in denver holy cow holy cow all right uh just, i gotta ask because this is it's there it's sitting staring right at us let's talk about detroit minnesota Okay. It's a five and a half line, which stinks to high heavens. Oh, it's six now. It's bumped up to six. Everyone seems to be jumping on Detroit that I saw. Are the Vikings dead? I don't think Panther? so. I, I really don't think so. Um, okay. Week one, they beat Green Bay, but Green Bay doesn't show up week one. They, that's their actual preseason game. Week two. <sighs> Kirk on a Monday night, primetime Kirk, blah, blah, blah. Did do we dismiss that one? Like, so these two games that we just kind of dismiss with the Vikings because of situations, what I, I don't know that I go that far. You're prime time um in a in a what I thought was an even game, and you pull an absolute no-show. 
Um, I think there's reason to be concerned with Minnesota, particularly on the defensive side of ball. Maybe not so much even with Kirk Cousins in the offense. All the talent in the world is on this offense, but that defense is getting shelled. They've given up 433 yards per game, and now you're going to go take on a Jared Goff-led offense, snicker, snicker, whatever. This team can fucking move the ball. They've, they've averaged 36 points per game, and that's not because they scored 70 and one and zero and another. No, they've scored 35 and 36 games in their uh, points in their first two games. This team can move the ball. DeAndre Swift is a weapon out of the backfield. This is a, I mean, Detroit plus the points, I think, is the easy play. A money line flyer, I, I don't think there's worse lottery tickets out there. I think Detroit is a viable win here. There are certainly worse lottery tickets like holding a Colts money line ticket. So, but Panther, you sound a lot like Kyle. That those are those are his plays. He's he's on the, the plus six and he's on the, the Lions money line. But I, I'm I'm on the other side. I'm on the Vikings minus six. And I, I think it goes back to what did we see last? You know, so we saw the Vikings get blown out on Monday night, national TV. We saw the Lions handle the the Redskins, I'm sorry, the Commanders uh, handily. Yeah, whoa, FCC. <laughs> but so I, I think there's just too much recency bias one way and the other. So it, it feels like this is an extreme overreaction to what these teams actually are. The Lions got all that press in the summer, you know, with hard knocks. It's everybody's favorite team to bet on. Hell, I mean, I even I have an overseason win total with these guys. But I, I you know, logic tells me that in the NFL, you can never be too high or too low on a team. So I'm going to take the Vikings here minus six. I I, I just think it's an overreaction. Yeah, I, I kind of I kind of think you're right. But man, it is hard to tell. It is hard to tell in this one. Um, the Vikings still look like they're the Vikings, right? They're going to go. It's, it's the streakiest team in in uh, in NFL. Um, like last year, what was it? Loss, loss, win, win, loss, loss, win, win. It seems like they're just going to do that again this year. Um so I don't know if anything's really changed with Mike Zimmer being gone. This is just a, a streaky, weird, mediocre team. Yeah, I mean, and Aiden Hutchinson is out. Um, they have another uh, pass rusher, and I can't remember his name. Uh, it's too early for that. But uh, <laughs> he leads the league in, with 10 pressures so far this this year. He just underwent surgery, uh, so he's out as well. So the Lions will be hurting on that defensive front. So, you know, Kirk is a different guy when he has time. So, you know, if he's not being pressured, then, you know, maybe he can pick apart the secondary. But go Vikes. All right. Panther, any, anything else you wanted to touch on? Yeah, real quick. Same point. He's talking about players being out. Vikings got the same problem. Safety Harrison Smith, Notre Dame. He's out. And uh, the cornerback, uh, Andrew Booth Jr., is also out. So both teams on the defensive side, I, you know, what we got here for a total, 52 and a half. I'm going to hammer the over here. <laughs> Uh, one other game I really kind of wanted to I, I was so tempted maybe maybe you guys can push me over the edge here but Green Bay's going to Tampa Bay Green Bay's not looked great but Tampa Bay I don't know who Tom Brady's supposed to throw to Evans is suspended Godwin's out Julio's out um, Fournette's questionable Perriman's questionable like is Tampa is Tom Brady gonna have to run the ball himself and with that said offensively they haven't even looked all that good in the first place i mean they're only getting 313 yards per game we've got questions in tampa bay i agree and yeah i mean tom tom called me on wednesday to, to ask me to run some routes um, but I, I i turned him down because i'm taking the packers 
um, you know, on this money line as well as the the short road dog. It, it's it's going to be way too much for for Tom to overcome. You know, maybe ten years ago, this would have been would have been something he could do, throw on the hero cape and and do it himself. But um, unfortunately, with 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 this this band of wideouts, what Cole Beasley? I think they saw or they signed this yeah, they week. Cole Beasley. Yeah, I mean, I and you know he's he's in the studio producing rap albums, and now he's going to be catching catching passes from Tom Brady. So we'll see what happens. I just I think the Packers just have a few more pieces than than what Tom Brady's going to be working with here in Week Three. Yeah, I'm leaning the Packers uh, pretty hard in this one as well. With them, you know, just being a road dog, or yeah, what, one and a half now. Oh, I thought it was one. It's hmm. honestly one, but it's one and a half now at some books. Whew, if that's the case, well, we're gonna have to talk about this game on Sunday morning again. <laughs> That was the only other one I was kind of taking a peek at. All right. Phil, did you have an amusing anecdote to share? Uh, well, I was going to share it off the air. Oh, off the air. Oh, it's that kind of yeah. story. Okay. Well, like, man, then you should definitely be a member of the book club to hear Phil's dirty stories, right? Oh, my. Yeah, you should, though. Uh, you know, because we, we've, got, we've got some heaters going on in NASCAR. We're up 76 units over the last six weeks, which is absurd. Uh, we've got a, a little college football heater going on that we're enjoying, aren't we? Aren't we, Arch? Oh yeah, absolutely. You're crushing it right now. Yeah, we were 17 and six last week, and Ooh. we're off to a, a four and one start this week. So, Good sign me up for some of that. Listen to the zoo and then fade us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give away all my secrets, Stu, but that might be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, book club three, three free days. Boy, I really have to struggle for that one. Three free days you join the book club. Just click the link or go to the dgens.net and you can get all of our NFL plays, the NASCAR plays. I know some people in the book club have just been, it's like the, the, the footage on, on Black Friday. They're just at the door waiting to burst through for Phil to post his uh, official NASCAR plays. And it'll be happening in about 20 minutes here. 20 there'll, minutes. there'll be more. So oh, yeah. you've been warned. All right, Phil, any final thoughts about the National Football League week number three? Uh, just fingers crossed that that it goes a little bit better this week. Um, it's a, it's a much better slate of games, so I, I'm very excited to watch on Sunday, and um, you know, hopefully, win a few bets. Panther, take us home. All right, hey, before we get out of here, before we get your guys' picks for the parlay, I know Arch, how much you love the parlays. We did pick up a couple new members oh, yesterday. Okay, okay. I want to welcome Nab four thirty two and Pooh JJ. You joined the book club yesterday, so you know everybody's finding out. You joined the book club, and you've really joined a family of—I mean, it's, it's a degenerate family. If you grew up in a family like I did, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a little bit of Roseanne and married with children going on in here, but uh, you want to you want to be part of uh, there's a no, degenerate there's no family. Kelly. There's no Kelly in our Discord, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, we there's way too many uh, Al Bundys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's probably, well, yeah, I don't know. If we ever got a picture of Unicorn, we don't know what she looks like. Maybe she's Kelly. Uh, but that's where we're at. We are in the book club, and that's where we're going to do this parlay. Phil, what's your stone-cold lock of the weekend? 49ers money line. San Francisco on the money line. Arch? Colts plus six. Such a dick. I hope they at least cover. <laughs> uh... Baltimore is going to get right this week. I'm going to lay the two and a half on the Ravens. At the 49ers, the Colts, and Baltimore, that is your degenerate parlay. We're on Facebook. I posted a couple things yesterday on Facebook. I don't think anybody's ever on Facebook. Apparently, it's an old person's thing now. Uh, we're on Twitter. And out there, you can... It's the book club. Guys, it's the book club. If you want to shoot the shit with us, 
that's where you're at. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. Most importantly, let us know what you did last week, what you're doing this weekend, and when it's all said and done, kid, it's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.